Ugh. There we go. <clears throat> All right. That gain is like wicked loud. Hold on. Give me a second. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a, another episode of VT Network. With just DJ and Grave Robber. So this could go one of two ways. There we could go. be an absolute shit show or it could not. But it's too soon to tell. Stick around and find out. Here on VT Network. Uh, so let's start with the, the wrap up. DJ, what have you been doing, watching and consuming for the past two weeks? Yeah, pretty much just existing. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm working on the uh, the third audio drama, uh, Resident Pony, which will be released uh, even uh, this upcoming Friday or the Monday after. Nice. And yeah, just and dealing with you know the crap, but yeah, it's just crap. Hopefully, and hoping I can get uh watch that um, hopefully I can watch that new Sonic uh Sonic Two movie. Hopefully on Monday. I mean, they finally gave him a uh, finally gave me knuckles is just due for like you know after decades. <laughs> uh, at least I don't know. At least they listened to the internet when it came to modeling the Sonic characters. Yeah, true. Everyone seems to fit. So you know, it, it, it's always funny to me how like the Western can actually get it like you know more. Uh, tell the more compelling uh narrative as compared to uh japan where you know sonic originally originated from like you know sonic sat am where like everything is just so well done even so much so that like the original archie's comics the original run continued on with that story where sega just throws whatever at the wall to see what it will see what <laughs> sticks and it's like what the heck are you even trying to do and then you, now you have the movies which are epic and once again <laughs> Western minds have to pretty much tell Sega, yo, this is how you you tell point A, point B to point C. Mm. Well, I mean, it was a pretty basic storyline in the games anyway. It's like, oh, Robotnik's capturing all these fluffy things and trapping them in robots. Free them. Also fight Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. Like in the original Genesis games, I always wonder, it's like, why do you want to even take over the world? There's like nothing there besides just a bunch of little critters and like Sonic and later tales. It's like, you know, there's no more people, any more anthropomorphic people, uh, characters or nothing. It was just like, I have this death egg and I'm going to take out this rabbit. Woo. And all these little birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I totally need to do this, even though a hunting rifle could have been just as effective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any new games? Anything like that you've been playing? Mm, oh, yeah, I've been uh, playing that Tiny Tina's Wonderland game that came out. How's that going? Well, no, pretty good. Uh, better than three, I, you know, I could definitely say that. So it's kind of like, a, I guess, a, hmm, I, I guess a sidequel. Because it takes place before Side three, because Tina's a little girl again. So it's like a parallelical. Mm, I guess. Yeah, if that's a thing. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> parallelical midquel type of deal. <laughs> it's like weird. Uh, side quest. Hmm. 
I said, oh, it's a side quest. It's just a long yeah, yeah, side yeah, quest. Like, 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 yeah, like a distraction. Yeah, it doesn't have anything really to do with the storylines or anything like that. Is it at least quality or does it feel like money grab? Mm. See, see, that's the thing. It's like, it definitely is a feel like a money grab because uh, 2K implemented that uh, that stupid like, oh, you want this for the Series S X? Oh, 10 extra dollars. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so at least on some level, yeah, it is a bit of a money grab. <laughs> Mike Smith mm. says, is there canon about Sonic? I'm sure there is. I don't oh, know it. It, it, it. It's OK. Yeah. If we're going to go with the, you know, the uh, the Japanese, you know, Sega's initially Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Sega's canon. There is a canon, but it's so loose and like. To the point where it's like virtually non-existent. Like all of a sudden, like Sonic's, uh, Sonic is, uh, you know, running through the forest, like you know, saving critters. You know, in another game, he's freaking macking on Final Fantasy reject characters. <laughs> oh, like Sonic 3D. <laughs> oh yeah, man, Sonic. That one was six. just yep. And then Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh, yeah, it's just I think that old was just school a, matching game. Like, yeah. yeah, that was just a side game. You know, that was just for yucks, basically. Honestly, I had a lot of fun on the Mean Bean Machine, though. That was that was a good one. It was one. pretty fun. I like the Sonic Spinball myself. Oh hell yeah, dude! <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, oh man. But yeah, there is a canon, but it's like th- there's honestly no real point. There, there, there's like none. Like, they they tried when like. Sonic Adventure came out, you know. Uh, Actually, series, I think like, I have that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. you know, like Gun and you know, like these organizations that uh, other humans are in this area. They tried that, but I think they pretty much scrapped that because it seemed like it was going to have like a more modern take. And then all of a sudden, 06 comes around. Now we're like in a Final Fantasy type of deal. Yeah. And now I guess Sonic is like roaming the land and frontiers. I guess kind of like a Sonic meets uh Breath of the Wild type of deal. It's like I say, it's so weird. It's, it, it's so frustrating because it, it, there's, there's no point of trying to even bother trying to come up with the canon. That's why I just I just stick when it comes to canon. Just stick to uh, Sonic Sat AM and uh, the comics because they're the only ones that uh, it's the only aspect of the Sonic that actually has a coherent story and very good. Like 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 really, it, it doesn't get enough, uh, enough praise. Sonic X, well, you know, it, it's in that Sonic adventure timeline so i mean it, it's all right it was it's the closest thing they ever had to a, co- a coherent story anyway mm. oh well maybe one day they'll get it maybe or maybe they won't people just buy it because it's the blue hedgehog and they know that people will buy it yeah i mean yeah after uh sonic and what like the black knight or, or the that that we Sonic game where where Sonic is like in that medieval fantasy world, the Tin uh, Tin Rings or the or the Black Knight or some crap like that. Yeah, I don't know which one that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's <laughs> there's weird. so many weird ones out there. I had this one on Xbox that was like, all you did was like run from behind Sonic, but you were like running through like spaceships and shit. I don't know. Hmm. Not, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong, but I'm pretty sure it exists because, like I said, they, they throw <laughs> everything when it comes to Sonic. But I'm, I'm not quite sure about that one. 
Ah, NBA King. Yeah, you made it. NBA King. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. what else, DJ? What else you been into? Mm. That's pretty much it. Oh, I, I discovered a text-based, uh, <laughs> text-based uh, choose-your-own-adventure novels, like, you know, digital digital versions. I didn't even know those existed. I remember, like, the old-school book ones. And I discovered that. I was like, holy crap, this is a thing again? Or maybe it never left. I don't know. But I just discovered that. I'm, I'm playing this uh, game called uh, Zombie Exodus. Uh, safe haven which is the sequel to zombie exodus and pretty uh pretty solid actually uh pretty good you know you, you know, make choices you can, like decide what your character looks like and whatever it's like and you have to survive this zombie apocalypse it's actually pretty good um, no no not all sonic games are side scrolling uh other times are just uh you know like uh like 3d like you know like mario 64 but like more fast yeah. pace you know, Sonic, Sonic 3D was like a top-down thing because they were mm-hmm. trying to figure out like how to make a 3D feel for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I never played that one actually on the Genesis, I always played it on the Nomad. Oh yeah, oh I have I used to have that the Sega Nomad, like the, the portable Genesis. Yeah, but damn that thing ate batteries like it was no tomorrow. <laughs> Eight double A's and they'd last you about an hour. About you know. <laughs> Seriously, oh my gosh. I even tried I mean, to do my 32X to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a Game Gear too, which was like Sega's version of a Game Boy. That thing was actually pretty dope. Actually, Game Gear was superior, truth be told. Because like, it had backlighting, it was a full color screen. Mm-hmm. Like, it, was pretty... it was just slightly bigger, but I'm freaking sorry, dude. I mean, the Game Boy, I had a Game Boy too, and it had its advantages, but if I had to choose, I always chose between a uh, portable system i always chose the game gear and it's a shame I mean, it, it did well for a while but i don't know after uh nintendo went color not even backlight just color all, uh, all of a sudden oh the game gear what's that yeah right oh uh, well for two weeks i've been doing not much of anything um i hyper fixated recently on wwe though really yeah it's entertaining as hell um <laughs> you mean oh you, you mean oh you mean uh, they're trying to actually get back to being good again well i don't know about getting back to it because i've been watching like the old 80s wrestlemanias oh and, okay. like the late 90s like summer slams and some of the mid 90s like ecw matches it's absolutely insane it was uh, the ecw really is to me the most entertaining because it is absolute chaos from the beginning to the end nothing in between yeah yeah i i agree i used to be entertaining although i have a a, a love-hate relationship to that mostly uh at the time no it was great fantastic it was in your face da, 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 da. but in the long run i think it did hurt professional wrestling you know because you know back in the <laughs> 80s like you have Shawn michaels hitting mario Gennetti with, with which we obviously know is fake glass you know now we know right yeah but but you know, but you know, and then ECW the- is like, in our next match, a barbed wire match, and there's no fucking ropes. It's just barbed wire everywhere. I'm you like, know, what? sword on <laughs> a skyscraper. He's fine, folks. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, uh, this, it, it killed the emergency, and, 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 and it was so hard to convince people. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, this guy's really hurt. Oh yeah, sure he is. Yo, yeah. yo, 
<laughs> we get and, you now. I was like, yeah. And then on ECW, it's like something happens, and then all of the fucking all of the crowd just starts chucking metal chairs into the ring. Nobody's stopping them. Like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know exactly. It, it was nuts at the time. It was a freaking blast. But truth be told, yeah, no. But ECW could not have lasted in the long run. It's like they're too niche. Yeah, the ECW you know, was extremely violent. You know, oh my gosh, it, it was it, it was crazy, but it was it was a great time though. It was a great <laughs> time. Then uh oh, I started playing an old game that I had on the on my Xbox, WWE 2K16. Hmm. So, I created a character for Deadman. And then I created a character for DJ. Hmm. So that the brothers could fight. So Dead Man's name is the professional Mike Austin. And your name, sir, is Big Papa Pump Jesse Payne. <laughs> now, Dead Man reigns undefeated in CPU versus CPU battles. He literally beats Satan. I also created a character called Literally Satan. And another character called Jesus of Nazareth. Satan beat Jesus. Dead man beat Satan. When you two fought, that fight lasted forever. Dead man didn't win, but dead man didn't lose. The match ended because you carried him up to the top turnbuckle and slammed him so hard in the center of the canvas, you broke the ring. They had to end the match. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh oh oh! Okay, yeah. That, you know what? That reminds me. I used to have. I used to run a, a, a federation campaign using the, the the at the time the SmackDown series as a yeah. uh, the base to the side. And you know, funny you should mention that because like like Dead uh, Dead Man and my sister, like they they do not like each other in real life, and you know they were part of this, this federation. And my sister had this faction dedicated to destroy Dead Man. <laughs> Dead man, like that's how much how much she hated. Like Randy Orton was her husband, and like, <laughs> it, 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 it was so all dumb. the people he hates. <laughs> yeah, like everything he hates. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like my sister even created this character, like, like, like ten across the board, maximum, like, uh, like maximum stats. We, we, we uh, she called him killer. You yeah, know, <laughs> the whole purpose of destroy dead men once and for all. It's like that's that's how it is when you create Dead Man in the game. I had to literally build a tank character to defeat Dead Man. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, and Dead Man's characters beat the shit out of Killer. And my sister was like, what the fuck? Why won't this guy just die? <laughs> <laughs> and he called us right when the match is ended. And he's, he's, he's listening to me laughing. I'm trying to explain what happened. And my sister's like raging. He's like, she's throwing things. It's like, I can't believe this. Oh, oh man. Good times. Good times. But there is that. And then I had this crazy idea about like becoming an actual wrestler. Hmm. And like my my name would just be three H's. It'd be like triple H, but they're all lowercase H's because I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, aside from like Rey Mysterio and those four Japanese guys, 
you know, a five foot eight and a quarter little brown boy wrestler is considered short in the WWE. So, oh man, it's like what, like, 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 so, like, homeboy house hoagies or some. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but all lowercase H's. Yeah, you know, and instead of it's time to play the game, I'm. It's time to play the tutorial. <laughs> Not as much as I could do right now. It's time to play the mini game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just a spitball ass dumb idea, but it was entertaining. Oh yeah, I mean, shoot, go nuts. That probably would that probably would went over really very well in uh, ECW in his heyday, right? I mean, yeah. heck, look at the Blue World Order. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, like. I don't know. You got to kind of switch. You can't just, I found out with the wrestling thing, you can't just watch one show. Mm -hmm. Like the best way to get it is to just watch all of them, honestly. Like, cause ECW, even when they moved into the late nineties was still pretty good, but you could tell it was more corporate. Um, And then you had your raw and your regular WW without the F or the E at the end of it and stuff like that. And SmackDown, and like the the dramas that appear off stage is really fun you know like when uh oh fuck what's his name destroyed the the hearse while the undertaker was in it and Mick Foley was mad because he has to pay for it because he rented the the hearse <laughs> like and then you've got like all the cool ass characters from the classics like macho man randy savage going out there and his like the slim jim challenge match where his whole shit was like red and yellow with this fucking snapping to the slim jim yo dude like the energy of just the characters is fun as hell and uh... it's true like and i think that's what wwe is actually missing these days like the energy yeah Uh, because now it's just look at me i'm pretty Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm, uh, um, you know, I'm Justin uh, Smith, you know, and I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh, and I I'm have like, a really cool like hip hop theme song. Yeah, you know, and I'm like looking at back at the old days. It's like back then, even like mid card, low card, you know, they were characters. You know, every, like you know, like you had like. Like like people like the Repo Man used to be. Yes, I was gonna mad. say the Repo Man, dude. You know he would <laughs> like, like would stalk to the ring, constantly like, like sneaking around. <laughs> you know, oh my oh, god! And you had that. What was this guy? The IRS guy come out there with the tie and the suspenders and everything. Like they were all characters. Exactly, and that's you what know, WWE's missing. Like the big nowadays, boss man, you know, like oh oh yeah, like like one he's a bad cop, now he's a, a regular mm-hmm. cop. Oh, dude, like like one of my favorite matches is the big boss man versus the Mountie and freaking that freaking SummerSlam, the uh spend the night in jail match. Yeah, yeah, you know but yeah, it, it, it was great. It, like <laughs> like the aftermath is like freaking comedy gold. I I think it was SummerSlam ninety one or ninety two. Okay, I know the SummerSlam. I know that one. That one's for sure. But uh, yeah, it was great. Like the Mountie, like you're like I'm out of here. I'm, you can't fingerprint me. And like he's in jail. Like all the like this gay guy immediately walks up to him. Doesn't even size him up. <laughs> and he's like, "Hi." And he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Don't you just love the way that metal presses against your body?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh dude. I was yeah. I was on I was on Peacock, right? Because mm-hmm. I have Comcast, so you get a free subscription to that. And I was looking at the categories, and it was like TV shows, 
news, movies, and then it was like live TV, and then it was WWE. WWE has its own category. So, yeah, that's the thing, man. I'm going to watch all of it at some point. I'm probably going to stop after like 2007 because that's when they changed it to, you know, oh, let's keep it a PG content rating. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, who was your favorite WWF character? Oh, holy crap. It Honestly, it would depend on what time, like what year I watched. Like... If we're talking late 80s, I guess it's a tie between Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. I mean, I was a little kid at the time, so, you know, I uh, had it. Uh, if we're talking, like, uh, one of my constant main care, fake characters is Macho Man Randy Savage. Like, that guy was just, like, freaking awesome. Like, I was just, <laughs> just watching, like, my, fav- my favorite <laughs> interview of him of all time was the cream. It's like, that, that's right, yeah, because, you see, we have 29 other going into that Royal Rumble, but I'm going to emerge victorious because I am the cream. I mean, oh, and he speaks like that in real life. It's like, like, like go on YouTube and find the, uh, the video of uh, Macho Man dissing uh, Hulk Hogan. Like he's like in his house, he's, he's doing an interview, and he talks and moves just like that. It's like it's like oh, you know Hulk Hogan, you know, it's like he's, he's not really a man, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know I help out with charity and I give money to charity, you know, helping out the kids, you know, it's for the kids, you know what I mean, man? Oh, oh yeah, Randy, like he's a constant. Like I don't even, I don't even, I don't even put him in my top whatever because Randy's like as a permanent place in my pedestal. Like, like, like no, like I will never put him like a on a top five because he's always like the con, like the constant for me. I, I love him. Underrated. He's the host of the top five announcement. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. Yo, he, he's all that. Uh, it's beefy. It's spicy. Snap into a slim gym. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Uh, I fucking love that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but if I had to put someone on a, on a pedestal during the uh, the lady was like uh, like around the early nineties, like I guess that'd be Jake Roberts, because even as a kid, his interviews really st- st- stick with you, like uh, like like wow, like as an adult, like holy crap, but like you know, as a kid, I kind of get, I, I kind of like, made me question like the morality of good and evil, like one of his lines, which is true today, he says, you know, evil evil often wins, but it seldom conquers, you know, it's he had like little bits like that, and it was just, it was just like so freaking great, and he was like, saying, was like, oh, you warned me a lot, warned me, my mother used to warn me, you know, but I found out that the things that she she would warn me about often turn out to be the most fun. Yeah, and, and stuff like that. Like Jake Roberts, I, I, I love how he moved in the ring. Like I'm sorry, like I I, I like Randy like Orton. But... <laughs> oh, and the snake, of course. Oh, when he was the bad guy. He had that cobra. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. I love the the feud between him and Macho Man when the snake chewed on his arm. It was. I didn't know who to root for to tell the honest truth <laughs> between those two during that feud. It was it, it, it was it was nuts. I, I freaking loved it. Uh, but if we're talking like mid nineties, uh, we're talking uh, Bret Hart. You know, like the like the no nonsense uh, guys. Like you know, I'm gonna get you know get things done. I mean, I might not be the biggest guy, but you know, I'll like, but you will know who I am. You know, and I will beat you. <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm trying oh, to find like some news articles, but everything is cool. like political. It's all about Ukraine. Might be a short show today, guys. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, yes. Uh, Shawn Michaels before Shawn Michaels, to tell you the truth. And Ricky Steamboat does not get enough credit. Like, literally, one of the few wrestlers who uh, went throughout his whole career as a face. <laughs> People don't understand how rare that is to actually be constant. I mean, even Hulk Hogan had to turn uh, heel. You know, to pretty much be the resurgence of uh, of uh, his character and, and professional wrestling. If he didn't turn heel, we wouldn't have the NWO. McMahon wouldn't have been forced to change into the Attitude Era. Uh, era uh, and dude, Attitude man. Era Undertaker's outfit was so badass. You're a little tidbit <laughs> though. Like, like Undertaker hated being the the Ministry uh, character. Yeah. Yeah, he hated because he is a Catholic, and it was like, oh my god, he he's sort of talking about like you know, like the higher power, and like you know, a darkness. I'm gonna sacrifice your soul and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Fun fact: before we even get started, the Undertaker hates cucumbers, <laughs> like to the point where he was at a restaurant one time and he was served a glass of water that had cucumbers in it, and mm -hmm. he threw up all over his plate. Dang. So it's not just hate. He has a gag. He had a gag on it. Yeah. So apparently, like a bunch of wrestlers would go back in the locker room and put cucumbers like in his hat and his boots and shit. <laughs> oh crap! And that's what's really fun too. I found on YouTube is like people, like other wrestlers, trying to get fucking Taker to break character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like the goal of everyone. Yeah, it's true. And he, he's notorious in a hole in his character. He's like, yeah, he becomes the Undertaker when, when it's go time. <laughs> it, it's actually nuts. I think like only like a couple of people actually managed to break it like slightly, but uh, uh, uh oh, yeah, that, like uh, that like millisecond little corner smile out of him. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think the rock was <laughs> one of them. Um, let's see, Danny. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, honestly, his whole family, like, at least his parents. You know, like, you know, except for his sister, perhaps, but like, but the majority of his family, oh, and his dad, dude, dude, great. Have you seen the Jake Roberts, uh, beh uh, behind the ring, the, uh, the shadow of Grizzly Smith? I have not. You don't watch that. It, it brings a whole new perspective to Jake Roberts. It is messed up as hell. His dad was a freaking pedophile. Hmm. And a league and a legal one, like Jake's birth mother, she she was like thirteen or fourteen years old when when she uh, could see Jake. It's a wow. messed up story, but I, I I recommend any wrestling fan to watch this, like you know, to watch that episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. It's it's nuts. It's like it's like damn, it's like dang, and like no wonder Jake is so messed up. Like seriously, I'm surprised he's still alive. If I went through half the crap Jake did, yeah, I'd be a raging alcoholic druggie too, and and that'd be on my good days. <laughs> Uh, hey, I logged into the email. And uh, I, got all, I got all the topics. Yeah, the latest one that's talking about the family is Dark Side of the Ring and, and the Shadow of Grizzly Smith. You know, the, uh, that's the episode. You know, because like I said, like anyone who's watched any other uh, documentaries, you know what? They're good, but this is honestly the documentary to watch. It talks about like Jake's uh, father and, and his, his family and how uh, they know that like and, and his dad, who was basically he got away with everything because like in pro wrestling in the South, dude, you were basically like a king. You could pretty much get away with a lot of stuff. And his dad, he took full advantage of it. He was manipulative. And the thing is, he never got away with it. He, no, he, no, no, sorry, not, not never. I'm sorry. He, he, uh, he never got caught. 
He never like uh, he never got caught. He got away with it like Louis Scott Queen. He went to his grave literally like like I like I did it. Like as a matter of fact, he divorced Jake's like birth mother when she was seventeen, just Man. so we could find I guess a newer, younger model. And like I think it's like one of his sisters uh, comes into that. It's it's messed up. It's messed up. So like like the, like for people who are listening to this like you know you hear you see those videos of Jake Roberts like being all drunk and doing crappy things like yo trust me watch that and it'll make complete sense because yeah I defy anybody who could go through that and not be messed up in some form or another. His sister is actually doing pretty well, but she had her dark period too. I mean, one of his sisters, like, yeah, another sister died. And he has, yeah, he has a, another younger brother, or was it two brothers who still lives or something like that? Yeah. The boy who lives. <clears throat> all right. Well, all that being said. Yeah. Sorry. Right, I mean, I get passionate about pro wrestling. I love it. <laughs> oh, no, I get wrestling. it, dude. I kind of knew it was going to be a thing when I started talking about it in the beginning. I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. All yeah, right. So, uh, let's, yeah. let's start. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of VT Network. I am your host, Grave Robber, with me as always. Not my brother, but one of my friend's acquaintances, brothers, DJ. Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Kruger's Magical Sleeping Serum. Dreams so good, they are to die for. Use code 12 for 12% off. <laughs> I'm going to try hey. that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and for those of you watching, look, don't judge us. It's a sponsor. We're not exactly like the you know the Ryan of Dimes here. I mean, we don't have their products stacked behind us on shelves, so yeah, yeah, you know, it's like you know, that's for uh, you know, the you know, call the secret number and uh, we we can talk turkey, you know what I'm saying? It's the boneyard, it's two brothers. Uh I know who the boneyard is. <laughs> yeah, I see you. Why are you whispering, fam? <laughs> uh, yes, you are correct, Daddy. Yeah, Sam Hudson was his other brother, indeed. I think that's the one who actually had the dad worship. We're talking about Jake Roberts, you know, in case you're all wondering. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, Jake Roberts' other brother. I think he was the one who was, he worshiped their dad because you know, basically he's the only one of that family that you know, the dad didn't like the abused, you know, you know, surprisingly enough. I guess he got too old, and I guess he was like, Maybe I need to stop. Too little, too late now, pal. All right. Do we start with video games or movies? <laughs> you know, I've only been a producer of the show for almost three years, and I don't really understand the format yet. Yeah, we usually start with video games. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see what we got from the email. Movies Xbox Series X shortage may finally be over. That's actually some news we want to hear about. Yeah, freaking trust. Screw these scalpers. Let them sit send their merchandise with lost money. All right, so let's see what we got here. How does this work exactly? Add to stream. <laughs> yeah, this is my first time behind the control panel. Hey, 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 it's cool. Dead man's oh, worthless. Right. <laughs> I think Deadman is being technologically um, bottlenecked. 
All right. So, published 40. four days ago, <laughs> the Xbox Series X stock shortage may finally be over. All right. So, you may have noticed Xbox Series X stock has been available at online retailers in recent weeks, despite the ongoing global semiconductor shortage. But why is that the case? I don't know. Are you going to tell us? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> With restocks happening far more frequently than we've been used to since Microsoft flagship console launched November 10th, 2020. It's also Marine Corps birthday. Um, and with competitors like the PS5 still proving incredibly hard to find, many have speculated as to why the Xbox Series X consoles are suddenly easier to find. Uh, according to Nick Baker of Xbox Era, the answer is pretty simple. It's basically to do with money. Right, so you're telling me Xbox is broke? <laughs> <laughs> like the new consoles like 700 bucks how are they broke mm, if i had to guess maybe it's like in the way of like new coke like you know uh, like oh do you really do you really, uh, like you know settle for the series s because the series s eventually you know that was easy enough to make that normal but oh yeah. series s you know like you know you get this it's like no we want the real stuff we'll just play a series s for now you know someone series x comes in it's like oh finally We'll just give us our money. You know, we'll, we'll take it. We don't care. <laughs> Delayed gratification. Yep. Speaking on the Xbox Era podcast, Shapeshell underscore Nick said Microsoft made a significant investment back in April of last year to prioritize chip production where Xbox Series X consoles were being produced. Almost a year to the day, the 5th of April, I got a DM saying Microsoft's going to have a lot of consoles available this fall. They're going to have a lot. And they did in the end. Didn't they? Why is that? Microsoft paid for chip priority. <laughs> Effectively, Microsoft paid for chip priority at the factories, which is why we saw and are still seeing so much more Xbox stock now, Baker said. All right, so basically he goes on to say, uh, yeah, we shouldn't be surprised that all of a sudden we're getting more Xboxes because they're getting more chips. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, indeed. <sighs> Although, so, so we're getting Xbox Series Xs, but but we can't get, like, you know, I don't know, a new Nissan Altima because all the chips are going to the Xbox. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's more important, you know, gaming, you know. Screw well, transportation. I mean, the way fuel prices are going, I'd rather have an Xbox. Honestly, yeah. I mean, to the point where I'm not to be surprised. Like electric cars probably make a resurgence. I mean, yeah, they're more expensive, but at the same time, it's like with gas prices literally going up even as we're speaking. It's like doesn't matter. It's like, well, one one guy literally the other day saying, "Like, yeah, that hybrid is looking pretty good right now, isn't it?" I'm like, man, fuck off, man. That's the thing I've been wondering. People are like, oh my god, gas prices are getting so insane. Four fifteen a gallon. I'm just gonna get a Tesla. You can't afford gas. Sixty cents a gallon higher than it was, but you can go buy a fifty thousand dollar electric car. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it let doesn't. me see your tax returns. I think you're about to be audited. <laughs> All right, let's see, Deej, what did you send us next? I'm still trying to figure out the button. See, Deadman does this. He has two monitors. For me, I'm using one laptop. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a little bit clunky. Well, yeah, you know, you're practical, you know. Deadman has to have that fancy shit. Oh man, once I once I get to like my more permanent location and start setting up my actual like studio area, 
Dead Man setup ain't gonna have shit on mine. Ooh, I already have my eyes on the monitor that I want to get. It's that Samsung that's like 42 inches wide and basically can be cut into three monitors, but it's one single panoramic monitor. That's oh, yeah, yeah. I saw I'm gonna that. Wall- yeah, I saw them. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to wall mount that shit. All right. X PlayStation Chiefs SPAC <laughs> is looking to buy a game company. Oh, we didn't know that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Former U.S. PlayStation Chief Jack... I'm just going to turn my phone off now. Yeah, I always keep my phone off when I do that thing. Former U.S. PlayStation chief Jack Tretton has his eyes on purchasing a game company that goes for $1 billion to $2 billion, he tells Axios. Driving the news, Tretton is the CEO of Power Up Acquisition, a special purpose acquisition company. That's what SPAC stands for. Thanks, guys. Chaired by former Vivendi Games boss Bruce Hack, sounds like a Tekken character, that raised more than $250 million in February. It's kind of messed up. What, that it sounds like a Tekken character? Yeah, I'm like, jeez. <laughs> it does, though. <laughs> I mean, this is probably wrong. why Deadman doesn't have me read the articles often, because I have a lot of sidebar comments. Um, <laughs> Power Up had initially planned an 18-month time frame to make a purchase, but has shortened that by three months. Okay, so it's 15 months. Hmm. The fact that we are willing to go to 15 months and sweeten the pot for investors, I think, was an indication that we felt very confident that there were a number of tremendous targets out there that we could land. Oh my god, this dude has like that toxic alpha male energy. Tretton is partial to purchasing a publisher or traditional developer, given his own background, but notes his partners in the company have their own favorite areas. Power Up President Gabriel Schillinger, who Tretton credits with cooking up the SPAC, for example, has more experience with blockchain and crypto. What they're not targeting. I don't know. The bold shit kind of fucks me up because, like, okay, this one's bold. This one's not. This one's bold. These are not. I don't know. We're not looking for a company that's in disarray. Oh. Okay. Uh, That's on the way out of business and is a reclamation project. So they're not going to buy Ubisoft. (laughs) Although I think they will still try. I mean, it's a recognized name. But then again, it's definitely a reclamation project. True, but they need they, they need it right now. Like I said, Microsoft's big moves. Mm, they got to try and match them. <laughs> I mean, it was clear yep. for them doing like the whole uh, PlayStation Plus, you know, free games PlayStation Plus, and Microsoft Microsoft had to match that because you know with the uh, games for gold. Mm-hmm. So now Microsoft's making the big moves. Now Sony know they know that they have to follow suit somehow. Bungie's a decent start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it's, you know, like you know, I say that loosely, but it's a start. I mean, they're making but, yeah. an attempt. Yeah, but they, yeah, they need bigger <laughs> ones, and Ubisoft would be pretty good. EA pretty would sure be this... like like a feather in the cap. Like that's the answer to the Activision right there. Mm-hmm. EA, yeah, yeah, for sure. But Ubisoft's affordable right now. Exactly. That's why you need to go <laughs> after them, like or, or nothing else. Like get them, get their properties, and like fuck off, Ubisoft. <laughs> Hell yeah. I really think we should all come together and VT Network just buy Ubisoft. 
Oh man. And then it could be Ubisoft presented by VT Network. And then when they make another like updated graphics version of Skyrim, we get a check as VT Network for a chunk of the game sales. <sighs> Or at least uh, Assassin's Creed. Honestly, the only thing that would make me was like, okay, you see this, you see this past bullshit. Yeah, we're scrapping all of that. Modern, now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even have it in the stream. It's not like it makes a difference. There we go. Yeah. It's kind of just a pain because like I can't scroll it on this window. I have to go to the other window to scroll it. <laughs> uh. Okay. So. The gaming sector has been rife with mergers and acquisitions over the past year, supercharging in early 2022. Aren't we still in early 2022? Mm. Like we're still like 33% of the way into the year. That's kind of early. I don't yeah, know. We're, we're pretty much there until the end of April. Uh, okay. End of this month, basically. Yeah, with Take-Two and Microsoft's multi-billion dollar bids for Zynga and Activision Blizzard, respectively, SPCs haven't scored big pickup in gaming yet, though Trenton's group and one involving former Nintendo of America president Reggie Philzame are now in the mix. Hmm. Okay, so he has a special relationship Okay, with PlayStation. Well, I mean, he's the former dude. Let's see. Okay, let's just skip down. Oh, this is something fun from a former Sony top dog. You don't want workers that acquired the company to be demotivated going into the merger because the senior management has cashed out and they all went and bought Ferraris, he said. Weren't we having that issue with, with, with Sony? I think we was. Huh. So what's Ooh. next? Trenton, age 60. Why does that matter? Says SPAC could lead to another. It's quite natural that we would potentially do it again and help another company, he says. He's not planning retirement. If there's a day I wake up and say, I don't know what's going on in the video game industry and none of it interests me, that would be the day I'd say I need to find other hobbies. Well, at least there's that. Once you don't want to lead anymore, stop. You know, if you don't yeah. want to be involved, don't. Yeah, after this just becomes just a job for the money, that's when it's like, okay, yeah, no. I mean, unless you're really desperate for the money, you have like huge debts or something. No, it's not. No, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, he seems like he's probably pretty well off. Yeah, like he's offering billions of dollars. To be told, I just retire. It's like he's freaking 60. It's like, what the hell is he going to do? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, how much longer is he going to have this thing? Yeah. Who knows, man? I don't know. Like, yeah. that's the thing, too. So when you retire, you can dip into Social Security and you get paid a certain amount every month based on the amount you've made while you were paying taxes. How does that work for, like, multimillionaires? No, tax cut all around. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, do they get paid less because, well, you made more money and should have saved some of it? Or do they get paid more because you made more money, so now you get more money? Exactly. It's like it's just one of those things. It's like mm. you should take up knitting, Danny says. Honestly, I've wanted to take up knitting. I just I, I don't know. I want to learn how to knit. And then I can like knit an Afghan. Yes. And then I can like knit really cool patterns and then lay them out on the back of my couches and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
just and something then, to do, like like yeah, Sylvester and, Stallone and Demolition Man, huh? Yeah, exactly. Or like, here's another cool idea: learn how to knit, and then get like three sixteenths steel wire, knit that together to the shape that I want, and then TIG weld the little joints together, and then I could have like custom made like steel like blankets and screens and stuff. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know what I would use them for, but they would be a thing that I could make. It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. No, no. Knit, just, just to say you did things it. out of steel. Yeah, I was like, look, I did this. What is it? It is a trench coat made of steel cables. Why? I don't know, but it's heavy and very uncomfortable, and it pinches your skin constantly, but I have it. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Mm. Mm, mm. Uh, Mike Smith says someday Grave will find a nice man to settle down with. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> At this point, you just whatever happens. Yeah, it's all you can really do. Because apparently I'm attracted to toxic Latina females. So on to the next one. This time I'll actually add it to the stream. There we go. Yeah, running this whole thing off of one monitor is kind of annoying, though. Headline. Yeah. PlayStation implements new PS5 policy to combat scalpers. Mm -mm. All right. Let's see if it's actually going to make any sense and do anything. We'll see. <clears throat> the PlayStation 5 officially launched in November of 2020, but the system had been extremely difficult to locate at retail price. There have been two major contributing factors, the global semiconductor shortage and resellers. The latter problem has remained unfortunately common in North America, Europe, and Japan, according to Yahoo! Japan. PlayStation has come up with a method to slow things in that country, implementing the use of a sticker that is applied to the PS5 box. When someone buys the system, the retailer peels the sticker leaving behind a seal marking the product opened. Stickers. That's their plan. Oh, man. That's how they're going to stop scalpers. That's high-tech security right there. Stickers. <sighs> Sony, what the fuck? Apparently, attempting to remove the sold seal can damage the box the system comes inside. The idea is that by using this method, resellers won't be able to market the console as new on sites like eBay. Unfortunately, Yahoo Japan states that Sony has not mentioned how large this rollout will be or exactly when it might begin. Still, it's easy to see how this could help stop some resellers or at least make it somewhat less lucrative. As of right now, there's a lot of money being made on flipping consoles and there's no telling when that might end. Okay, but if you have all of the open consoles you still have a corner on the market and still name your price yeah it's one of those yo yo oh my god like oh my god this is so stupid i i gotta think uh, okay look here's the thing here's a notion that people do on the internet they lie all the time yeah You're, you're basically banking on scalpers using the honor system. Yeah, no, that's it's, it's like uh, you can you can literally 
you can literally post a picture of a previous uh uh PlayStation in their box, advertise that, claim new, never touched, which is true, it hasn't been touched, hasn't been used. Yeah. Holy crap. Until like how people make the fake water slides so they could pretend they have an actual fender guitar, start making fake stickers and just line it up where it says open and put those on it. Like if you look hard enough, you can find bootleg ass, you know, like warranty stickers that you can put back on something. The world is small now. Incredibly small. Thanks to the internet, it's smaller than ever. Sony, look. I know you don't watch this thing. I, I I know you don't. None of you do. But Jesus Christ, use some fucking common sense and brains. Do one of two things: limit to literally one per customer, or 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 only sell the PlayStation fives in bundles. Yeah, because scalpers are gonna go out of their way to buy bundles because you know to buy bundles because that's more you know that's more money. And there's no guarantee they can get a. Uh, you know, the, you know, like make a profit out of the uh, the games, especially if they're like you know stupid games nobody wants. Yeah, but sell those games at full price. Oh my god! Oh my wow, god! Sony, hey boss. Yeah. So we still got this problem with scalpers. Uh huh. So we got an idea. All right, what's your idea? All right, hear me out. Stickers. Stickers for what? To stop the scalpers. I like it. That's probably how that conversation went. <laughs> that or if you go to a retailer and, you know, it's like your buddy that works there. He's just not going to peel the sticker for you. You know? Hey, man, here's an extra 30 bucks. Don't peel that sticker off. Oh, Jesus is so stupid. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Required to give an actual description. Like I said, yeah, because people never lie on the net. Oh, my God. This is fucking Sony. I swear to God. <laughs> fucking stickers, dude. Stickers. You know, like that's, you know, you know, now, now that's Captain America type shielding right there. I mean, I'm telling you, stickers. Hundred <laughs> days are numbers, scalpers. The stickers are coming. Sony is the one that's going to solve world hunger. I'll tell you what. Slap, stickers, bro. Slap a sticker on that bitch. <laughs> Not only is it a sushi sticker that looks like a sticker, but it contains a very small amount of fiber. Yeah, yeah. And if you're really good, it'll be scratch and sniff. Mm. <sighs> All right. Let's see. We've got another article about ubisoft huh this will be yeah fun. they're not pretty much doing anything so why not it was a slow <laughs> month for for new uh gaming news yeah it's weird you would think like we take two weeks off and we would just have a giant like backlog of news but not really huh should they be geo locked like starlink i don't know that I don't know, because let's say like you're, I don't know, stationed in Okinawa, Japan, Marine Corps base over there, get yourself a PS5, and then you get out and you go back home to like, I don't know, Corn Valley, Arkansas, and you try to hook up to the internet, and now you just can't do it. Yeah. see That see, I don't think would work too well. 
Yeah, then that's the problem. It's like, will you really own it or are you just renting it? You know, or, yeah. or borrowing it. See, that that's the problem. So that's why I hate DRM so much. I mean, I get it. I understand why it exists, especially considering the, you know the, the, the you know like you know the pirate trails of the uh, of the double O's. I get it. I do, but mm, it's just God dang, you know, just exactly. Gotta, Mike Smith, Marines are not that smart. So if they bought a console and it's geo locked to Okinawa, Japan, they try to go home and they can't fucking use it. What are they gonna do? Well, now now they just have a seven hundred dollar Blu-ray player. Woo! Mm. <laughs> well, what's his name from T Fortress? I think said it best when it comes to that kind of stuff. There are people out there who think they're smarter than me. Maybe, maybe. I have yet to meet one person that can outsmart Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. And let's throw the next one in there because I don't know what we're doing. So I'm just nervously going through all of this shit. All right. DJ, would you like to take care of this one? Oh, yes. Oh, here we go. Ubisoft reassures NFT owners they've made history after ending active development on Breakpoint. Woo! NFTs making history. <laughs> oh man that the forced rhyme of that was just so satisfying though <laughs> nfts making history oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah ubisoft has indicated its uh its plans to halt active development on tom clancy's ghost creek on breakpoint means it won't really be releasing more nfts for the shooter oh no Oh no! Uh, Grave. I believe it's time for ritualistic suicide. They're halting NFTs. Oh, it's no. over. There's no reason oh, no. to live anymore. And the, uh, the and and the Ghost Recon game. Oh, oh. not break. Where's that special Kool Aid at? <laughs> How can they do that to my Breakpoint? Don't you know I need Breakpoint? It's in my veins. <laughs> oh geez the last ghost recon game i enjoyed was produced by red tornado and it was from ps1 <laughs> uh i do it i did enjoy wildlands you know i thought that was pretty cool but ghost recon games were always pretty much hit or miss for me for the most part i love the concept behind them wildlands is fun if you're playing with a friend when you go yeah. and play it by yourself it's like man yeah it gets old quick you have to do it like in intervals and stuff like that yeah uh, let's see. Oh yes. Well, okay. Well, okay. Some did some early day in the early in the past. Whatever. The French publisher revealed Breakpoint won't be revealing additional updates for uh of f- or future content, but neglected to mention that uh, how that would affect the company's NFT plans. Because my God, those NFTs must be fed. They must be sacrificed. They must be appeased at all cost. Oh, oh, Danny stole the Kool-Aid over at Dark Charm. Damn it. God dang it. Jeez, what am I going to do with my what about my strawberry blast? For <laughs> <sighs> uh, context, Breakpoint serves as a testing, uh, a testing ground for Ubisoft's controversial 
wherever the hell that is platform. Quartz platform? Yeah, I never even heard of it. I mean, okay. I don't even... with, with the company selling NFTs branding as digits, as collectibles and in-game uh-huh. uh, cosmetics ranging from vehicles and weapons to pieces of equipment. So uh, it's like... So let me get this straight. Let me see if I understand this correctly. NFTs for loot crates? <laughs> oh, okay, Seems a little focused. extreme. <laughs> just a little. You, just a tad, you know? In a statement posted on the Ubisoft website, Ubisoft has suggested it won't be creating additional breakpoint NFTs and thank players for backing the scheme. Ugh. Of course. Oh, and here's how they try to fucking make it sound legit. You own a piece of the. <laughs> you. O- <laughs> I can't even say that without choking a little. <laughs> Sign it in ASL. Fuck it. <clears throat> you. O- <laughs> oh. Yeah, there? see, you, you, you see that? It, 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 that line was so toxic, e- uh, even your freaking browser rejected <laughs> that shit. Oh, oh, my God. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, e- enough of this. This is a wholesome podcast. Yeah. Where's Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Help so, yeah, me, basically... Step, bro. I'm stuck in the dryer. <laughs> You're just so huggably soft. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, like, you know, like, that's all about games, not doing updates, but we have to make sure you know about our NFTs and the update. Don't you worry. You know, you will get your NFTs eventually in the future because we're we're Ubisoft and we make NFTs. Yeah, and also games occasionally. Games and stuff. Yeah, wait, 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 we make games. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, we make games. And we have uh, NFT the game, <laughs> dude. That sounds like a cell phone app that's like probably already a thing. NFT the game, <laughs> NFT the game. You don't even bother with Assassin's Creed or uh, Ghost Recon or anything like that. No, just just get the NFT. This, this is what you really This is what you came here to see. Yeah, yeah, you tired of the division? Just get NFT the game. <laughs> yeah, you just buy this sticker that, <laughs> that uh, kind of moves. Who like like who wants that? We like you know like why shoot people and like it build barricades like big tactical strategies. We could just click on this thing and just see a sticker move for a little bit. NFT the game. That's kind of like this WWE game I have on my phone. It's called like Battle Cards. And it's literally just like sentient cards that like go onto the ring and go. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was. So it's so like, was when that you're a poor, but you could only, yeah, when you could only get the tops cards, but you, you couldn't get action figures. So you just kind of, <laughs> it, it's like that. Yeah. Was that a was that a body slam or a suplex? I can't tell. They just smacked against each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, All right. Oh, oh shoot. Speaking of the division, guys, 
Here we go. What does the division have up for us? Destiny with the mustache back at it again. Oh, oh. <laughs> Awkwardly, Ubisoft's Division 2 update is all about a nuclear power plant invasion. I honestly haven't even played this update yet. Because was it I've, out? Yeah. I have seen a bunch of YouTube videos of people just saying how fucking broken it is. So I'm like, well, I mean, that's on par for Ubisoft. So I'm going to wait a few weeks and then play it. Yeah. They're not as bad as Bethesda when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah, they, it does get pretty bad. Yeah. Well, nobody's worse than Dice. But <sighs> you we'll, know, we'll, like, we'll leave that alone until yeah. they break news again. Yeah. So I don't hate Dice, but. I honestly blame EA for that because they they run ragged. Tell them it's true. But anyway, back back to the division, the game we like. Yes. So during Russia's ongoing and horrific invasion of Ukraine, the Russian military forces have taken over in the country. That is as political as we are going to get on this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, In what is unfortunate but likely unintentional timing, so they say Ubisoft has revealed that the new mode coming in loot shooter, the division two's upcoming four year update is about hostile military forces taking over a nuclear power plant. Okay. That's interesting. Honestly, it's not like, uh, Oh no, that's never been an idea in a, in a shooter game before, you know? So it's like, maybe you don't try not to be so sensitive about it. Because, yeah. like, look at in, in video game and shooter games, your most common bad guys are Russians and Nazis, and sometimes Middle Easterns. Can't forget that, yeah, yeah, Middle Easterns, like Black Ops 2 and stuff like that, yeah, Modern Warfare, the original, yeah, but Russians and Nazis that's like the go to bad guys for like Western produced games. Mm-hmm. So, and nuclear power plants are a thing, all right. So, your first question about all of this might be, hey. Wait, isn't the Division 2, like, uh, dead? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. The Division 2 has been in a weird place for over a year now. The game was never shut down, even after it seemed to be winding down. Instead, Ubisoft delayed updates and new content while promising they had plans and would eventually add more to the game one day. Which makes sense, because a lot of their, uh, oh, come try out this new season, and it's, you know, play the same missions, but with, you know, bad guys that, uh, these guys wear a different color. Yeah, pretty much like, oh, hunt down these lieutenants, then you hit the bad guy at the end. It's like, yeah, yeah it's... how many times we got to do that? Like, <laughs> seriously, I mean, I'm still waiting for the freaking Heartland to come out. Yeah. You I mean, it. I want to see what happens after the East Coast because we've done New York and DC, but the, first of all, there's more East Coast that we could be dealing with. And then, like, what about West Coast? You know, how are they dealing with the dollar flu in California? You know, exactly, like, that's what like, about the Division, like, because this thing's pretty much spread all over, like, the government's gone, like, after yeah. Division 2, it's pretty much established, the government's dead, yeah. so it's like, now it's just a matter of survival, like, literally, and that's why I was, like, hoping to see, like, in the Heartland and, like, maybe as, uh, uh, other updates, like, how is, uh, you know, East Coast, like, you know, like, uh, not yeah. East Coast, West Coast, like, West Side, yeah. you know, how they're doing, like, you know, like, oh, god dang it, like, how, or even yeah. better, like other how, countries how, dealing with this thing. Yeah. Or even if we just stick with the United States, you know, how little actually changed in North Dakota. <laughs> you know? 
Oh my gosh. Because there's like what 40 people that live in that whole state. So <laughs> yeah. Like, hmm, like flu. Never heard of it. <laughs> it didn't affect the corn, so we're okay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> How would you like some hash browns and uh cornbread? Honestly, that sounds delicious right now. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Hey, so in gravy? the meantime, oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. That white pepper gravy. Ooh. <sighs> In the meantime, Division 2 has operated as a weird zombified version of a live service game, repeating old seasons and events, leaving many in the community bored. Yes. Very. Yeah. Um, so, it might seem odd that Ubisoft... Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? How is it actually properly pronounced? I've only ever read the word. I think it depends on if, well, where in the country you're in, or where in the well region or world or whatever you're in. Okay. I just saw so, Ubisoft. They don't like it. Whatever. So now that Ubisoft isn't shouting from the rooftops about its new mode and long-awaited Division 2 update, even when it first started releasing details about the update, Ubisoft seemed careful about how it was framing things. Mentioning in a community update posted on March 30th that, quote, in light of current world events, end quote, it wasn't going to share any details at the time. Yesterday, Ubisoft did finally reveal specific details for the year four update, explaining that it will introduce a new mode, Countdown. Countdown will see eight players working together to help take back control of a nuclear power plant by completing objectives and killing enemies in a limited amount of time. But if you didn't hear about it in spite of his more specific announcement, it's likely because the mode hits a little too close to reality at the moment. Honestly, okay, I can tell you right now, Finding eight people that are just willing to play together in that game and cooperate is going to be difficult on its own. Because out of those eight, at least three of them are going to have like 2,000 hours in this game, and they don't care. They're literally just XP farming so they can create content for their YouTube channel. Then you're going to have one or two guys that are completely new at this, bought the boosted character from the season pass, and have no idea what's going on. And then you're going to have the other guys who are legit, just like casual gamers playing a game that they think they used to like, trying to get through it, checking out what's new, and then hating it. Mm -hmm. So I really think that's why it's... It's okay. It can be also that like a lot of people are sensitive to the whole issue that's going on in the, you know, top part of the article. But I really think it's just because the division is, is on life support. Yeah, um, I agree. Like um, as I said before, like the division two, like it it could have more like uh, like expansions, like you know, seeing more of the uh, the uh, the East Coast. Uh, you know when we did the the warlords of New York, I think it was, uh, that was called. Yeah. Uh, you know we went to New York and you realize, holy crap, nothing's changed. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of worse. It's, it's worse off than ever. So it's like Division One. It's like what the hell? Like what the hell were we doing all this time? Yeah. But, it's like what was that whole excursion about in the first game? <laughs> you know exactly. But you know, you you go through that. It's like okay, it's storytelling. Like how can we deal with this? And truth be told, the division is kind of like where where where, where they're at in you know as in a government. Like they're 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 trying to cling to a hope, like we can somehow restore order, but it's way too late. Like whenever I I see I hear one of those uh, audio logs, you know, it's like I'm yeah. going home. 
Like, I don't care. I'm going home. I'm like, that's the smart guy. He, he realized yeah. it. Like, right off, right off the bat. There's no point. Leave your freaking... Uh, just drop your watch. Leave yeah, your gear. Leave your go. watch, whatever, so they can't track you and go home. There's yeah. literally no point anymore. Yeah. Like Smith and, says, if a random viewer had to decide which to play on PS3, would it be Destiny or Division? I don't think either one is actually on PS3. I think the first one's on PS3. Is it? I think so. Mm. But it might not be it might not be it might not be available anymore. They probably shut those servers down. Yeah. Cuz I remember when I played the first one it was Xbox 1. Yeah. Um if I honestly had to say Destiny or Division, if we're talking about I'm guessing we're talking about Destiny 1. Since that's the only that, that is on the PlayStation, I know that for, yeah. for sure. Uh I I would honestly say if they have friends, Destiny. But if they're playing solo, Division. See, I would go opposite. I would oh, say yeah? if you have friends, Division. If you're solo, Destiny. Hmm. No, but I, then I again, so. you know, I usually play solo, but the Division for me is one of those games where it's like it's more of a checklist unless I have friends in the chat, you know. Ubisoft. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. But no, they they can resurge division too, like if they really wanted to. But like I said, no, like honestly, but it, it's kind of sad at this point. It's like the government's gone. There's n- like there's no succession. There's no point. All you can literally do now at this point in division, if you're going to continue on with it, yeah. is you either retcon some crap, or just try or do another game, which I'm hoping Heartland will be like well, uh, build, building a community. Trying, you know, just trying to reestablish society, like uh, the new California Republic in the in the Fallout series. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but. I mean, spoilers. The game is four years old, but yeah, because at this point in the Division Two, you even have like the high-ranking leaders of the JTF mm-hmm. turning because literally, there's nothing left to do. There's nothing left to say. You you can't go back. It's like, Ow. oh, Fei Lao was like your trusted leader, and now you have to hunt her down. Oh, yeah. you know, honestly, so it's, it's gotten like, that bad. Like, <laughs> I agree. Like, you know, fail out. Like, and supposedly it was like it was a hint that she was actually working on your side, like, like an undercover agent. But at, the, at this point, it's like, what does it matter? There's there's nothing to say. Honestly, if it was me, the next big game, what, what, what I would do is uh, invasion of a foreign power. Like. Mm. Like Russian, like uh, you know, perhaps like perhaps they managed to uh, nick this because uh, nick this in the in the bud, whatever. Like maybe perhaps like form like a Soviet Union or like some kind of uh, you know, whatever, and and invade America, you know, straight like you know, in, uh, straight up in, in some form or another, or or some kind of foreign power invading America, like you know, gives that kind of sense of patriotism. But even though we're you know, even though we've been beaten down, but we can still fight back type of deal. You know, it's just just one of those type you know types of things. I mean, that's what I would do if we're talking like a, like a big, huge game, whatever. But just just give it like a, a an expansion of like the Heartland or whatever. Like we go to the Heartland and see whatever. Like maybe you can find another cure. Like, and what's up with that? We're supposed to have a cure for this thing in the Division One uh, sur- Survivor mode. Yeah, we were supposed to, and then in Division Two, you're still like trying to hunt down like broad spectrum antivirals and everything like that. <sighs> so yeah. did we did we do it or not? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the power might be gone, but we, we we can be saved. Like what's left, in, in a sense. Yeah. Ugh. Come on, Ubisoft. Good day. 
There's more mm-hmm. games you have besides Assassin's Creed and Go and uh and, and Rainbow Six. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am curious about the about the new one, you know, dealing with that, you know, that virus but, outbreak and all that stuff. But like okay, Assassin's Creed has like a cult following at this point. Oh though. man, yeah. Kind of like the Sonic guys. Yeah, if true. it has that little symbol on it, they're gonna buy it no matter what. It's true. And it's true. Ghost Recon is uh yeah they're running out of stuff to do with that like in ghost recon wildlands i was playing it and to try to get you to play like um rainbow six and things like that they would be like have you meet with these characters to go do an old mission that you did and one of them was like oh you gotta defeat this guy and then this special informant will come to us and it's sam fisher and you, he gets a cut scene and that's it <laughs> Okay, what was the point? Get the Sam Fisher outfit. <laughs> Maybe actually, I think you you do get the Sam Fisher NBGs. Well, that's something at least. Cool. I think you get the. Can you get the Sam Fisher outfit in uh, Division? I I think you can get something close to it. I know they have Resident Evil outfits though. Oh yeah, I got a couple of those myself. Yeah. I got the umbrella, the, the umbrella, yeah. Uh, USS, you know, umbrella security yeah. service. Yeah, Deadman has the hunk with the mask yeah, that's yeah, everything. that's it. That, yeah, the, the hunk, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got, I just bought that flat out. I was not gonna wait for no loot box to give you that. No, no, I'm buying this, you know, right? <laughs> oh man, all right, and I think that ends our video game section as far as the news. So I'm guessing it's this button. Let's see what happens. All right, so far so good. All right, we only, <laughs> <after> all. <laughs> uh, we only need this computer though, so that way we have the actual like, please hold video. Yeah, that's the only video that's not on this dashboard right now. Ah, oh, okay. <clears throat> all right, so in movie news, since we were already talking about the Blue Streak Wonder. Let's start with this. Kapow. Sonic 2 steals weekend box office, but ambulance stalls. Don't know what that means. Don't. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 sped up to the top of the charts. It's opening weekend, earning an impressive $71 million, according to studio estimates on Sunday. Wow. The weekend's not even over yet. PG-rated sequel easily bested the weekend's other major newcomer, Michael Bay's Ambulance. Oh, that's the ambulance. Okay. Honestly, that movie kind of looks cool, but at the same time, I'll wait till it's streaming, you know, three or four years from now. I'm going to have a stopwatch when I watch that. How long until this ambulance explodes? (laughs) (laughs) How long can Michael Bay hold off exploding something? (laughs) Like the main staple of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, Sonic 2, which brings back the first film's director, writers, and cast, including James Marsden, woo, Cyclops, Jim Carrey, and Ben Schwartz, who voices the blue video game character, opened in 4,234 locations and actually surpassed its predecessor's opening weekend. The first Sonic the Hedgehog opened for over President's Day holiday weekend in February 2020, earning $58 million in its first three days. 
I like this article. It's got a lot of pictures. Yeah. The oh. normal pattern domestically is that sequels slide a little bit, said Chris Aronson, the president of domestic distribution for Paramount. But we certainly bucked that trend. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on to that picture. Like, see, see, this is what I mean. Like, they bring in Knuckles back. Look, look at that. It's just, just ready to whoop some ass. Not the Sonic Boom. Oh, I'm, I'm just a big dumb jock. No, no, no. This is Knuckles right here. It's like, no, I'm going to whoop your ass, robot. I think I'm going to have a sandwich later. Hell yeah, because Knuckles had a fucking attitude in the games, dude. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. One thing I saw in, in like in the trailers and like little clips, it's like Sonic will talk a lot of trash, and Knuckles is just like, yeah, talk all the trash you want, bitch. But once I get my hands on you, we'll see who's fucking. Like, we'll see who's fucking uh, on top. Then that's why yeah. I fucking love Knuckles. He doesn't need to talk trash. He gets things fucking done. Yeah, like the whole Sonic and Knuckles video game, where like. You're running a Sonic through the first level, and then all of a sudden you see Knuckles chilling on a mushroom, just like gets out a big fan and blows Sonic off a cliff. And <laughs> <laughs> he is a little bit of a dick. And remember, people, and remember, like they nerfed Knuckles throughout the years, but you have to remember, Knuckles knocked out Supersonic. Yeah. He 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 managed to actually uh depower sonic in his super form that's how powerful knuckles really is so like you know so like don't believe like so try not to fly by like all that you know uh depowered debuff crap they have knuckles now no knuckles is a beast and like it, it is a beast and i pray this movie does that does that justice yeah like that image right there knuckles looks like he's got a bit of gangster in him <laughs> like oh like, no doubt like truth be told <laughs> knuckles jamaican not many people actually know this no you know, way. Yeah, that's why his uh, shoes are, look at his shoes. They're in the color of the Jamaican flag. And the creative Knuckles says he uh, Knuckles is supposed to have an, a, a Jamaican accent. He's black. <laughs> there we go. Didn't help. Yeah, there it is. Like, yeah. yeah, colors of the Jamaican flag. Yeah, just missing the little black triangles and yeah, cool. All right. <clears throat> yeah, Knuckles is a gangster. Yeah, 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 he is. <laughs> that's actually kind of really cool you know and his favorite and his favorite fruit his favorite food is grape go figure <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a lot healthier than chili dogs though. true like <laughs> it's natural sugars mm -hmm. uh, for a sequel to open 22 percent above the first aronson added is quite remarkable sonic 2 got mixed positive reviews from critics and audiences were even more enthusiastic they gave the CG live-action hybrid a strong A in cinematic score. The filmmakers did a great job of being in service of not only the general audience, but Sonic fans themselves, Aronson said. Many feel it's a bigger, better film than the first one. It's an important weekend, not just for the Sonic franchise, but for the PG-rated family films, too. Comscore Media... Comscore senior media analyst Paul... Um, dragonborn 
said that one of the big questions of the pandemic was whether families would return to movie theaters, the seemingly limitless viewing options available at home. According to the exit polls, families made up 58% of the Sonic 2 audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just shows the fame. Yeah, no, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You theaters out there, look, it's not going to die. Like, we get it, like... You can only do so much with the home theater system. I'm freaking sorry. You can only do so much. You will. You can't replicate the true theater experience at home. You, you like. You can't. You can get. You can somewhat get close, but you get the right movie and the right audience. I still get chills in uh, Return of the uh, not Return of uh, Revenge of the Sith when Darth Vader breathes. You know, through his respirator the first time, everyone's like, it was like, everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> Get their asses. <laughs> oh, hey, here's an article that some people would be excited about. Mm, Sonic American game. Uh who would win? Sonic or Mario? Hmm. That's a good uh, that's a really good question. Games or movie. Yeah, look, uh, first of all, like, yeah, game theory. You know, I think they, they did they oh, no, it was death battle. Did something like that. Yeah, no. Well, like yeah, like no like their arguments is, is based off game design that's great novel we're, we're, we're going with continuity here and mm. okay so based on the sonic video games tv show and movie well and based on the mario video games the mario tv show and the mario movie Sonic would probably count? kick Mario's ass. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, should we even count the Mario movie? It's there. I, 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 I guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, don't, like, don't like. I, I don't know because Mario ha Mario has some very uh, creative power ups as well. It. Oh God, dang it! Well, like if he got a hold of a fire flower, he might have a chance. Mm, well, yeah, but if Sonic's in his super spin. He could deflect it. Yeah, you know, and Sonic has even has powers of his own. Um, dang. Like I said, I mean, Sonic is faster, but Mario has that ingenuity. You know, he thinks he thinks on his feet a lot of times. So Sonic's faster, but Mario is Italian. <laughs> you know, like as far as raw power goes, I guess it would come down to the the star versus the the chaos emeralds. If I had to guess, I guess the star would win because the star is completely invulnerable while Sonic right. can will eventually lose the power like once he has lost uh, enough rings. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, like if we're talking like base form, no, Sonic will whoop his ass. Now, we're talking oh, yeah. power up, it's more like a mixed bag, but I think Sonic will has the edge a, a little bit on most of them. Although, Mario... well, that's the thing too. Mario has the star, but Sonic also has the star circle. Which is his his invulnerability as well. Hmm. Yeah, he does. He rarely uses it, but yeah, I kind of forgot because he rarely uses it. Yeah. Well, he has mm. to bust it out of an old, you know, vacuum tube television in order to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That is true. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, man, that's a really good question. Yeah, so I guess it's just uh, it's just, it's literally on the up in the air. There's literally too many factors, but yeah, I mean Sonic would have the initial like you know, as far as initial attack goes. Like if Sonic was serious, 
he he can catch Mario off guard and he will uh and he'll decimate him. But no, nah, if if Mario has an idea, if, it'll be a, if it was like a head to head battle, it would be tricky. But mm. Sonic just like sniping Mario in the spine out of the trees or something, no chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last thing Mario hears is and he's dead. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, like, like I said, like that death battle. No, they go with game mechanics. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going with continuity. Like that, yo, that's what I do when I compare this shit. Because nah, like, well, if you go game mechanics, then Mario has to jump on Sonic once to knock him out, whereas Sonic has to jump on Mario eight times to knock him out. That's true. But then again, Sonic has this had the spin a dash tack, and Mario can't jump on that shit. It, it, like I say, That's it's true. so weird. <laughs> exactly. It's so weird. It's like there's like there's literally so many factors. It would literally depend on how they fought, where they fought, and like you know, so yeah. So basically it, it's kind of an up in the air. Like, yeah, people will say, Oh, Sonic will win because super speed. No, I was like, no, Mario has dealt with speed, like dealt with speed before. Uh, perhaps not on Sonic's level, but he but he's dealt with speed before. Mario has some shit he can he can do, so it's not it's not like he's helpless. So it's just it's mm-hmm. it's literally one of those. Yeah, Mario can like, dodge Bowser's fire breath. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he, it, it's also literally notorious for throwing small animals off of a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, Mario is ruthless. Sonic has yeah, Sonic has a bit of a heart in him. Mario is ruthless. Like, hey, Mario will like, be like, what a beautiful penguin. Be ashamed if someone were to whoop. Woo-hoo! Like, anyway, hey, now hey, let's slide down this icy tundra. <laughs> hey Yoshi, I need to get up there. Uh what are you gonna do? Don't worry about it. So yeah, Mario is ruthless. Like, yo, yeah. and, and that, that that helps win the edge. Honestly, it would really it, it would literally come down on who's playing what character. That's basically what it is. So yeah. So if you're playing Mario, Mario's gonna win. If you're playing Sonic, Sonic's gonna win because you're the player. You 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 have to win to to, to advance. That's, so that's that's basically how it's gonna go down. <laughs> that's the only variable. <laughs> oh man! All right. Next up, Jim Scary. <clears throat> All right. So Sonic movies wouldn't even try to replace Jim Carrey if he retires. Yeah. Uh, well, Look, I mean, why would you? Yeah. I mean, everyone knows Jim Carrey made the first movie. Yeah, Jim Carrey was an awesome Robotnik, honestly. Like, you know, yeah, like I, I love Sonic to death, but if without Jim Carrey, it just would have been like a typical film movie. Not bad, just typical. But Jim Carrey in that film, dude, damn. Like his Robotnik rivals my personal favorite Robotnik from Sat AM. I don't know if you see have you seen Sat AM? Sonic Sad no. Am? No. Oh, dude, dude, get a get a chance to look at that robotnik. Dude, that robotnik is terrifying. Like, mm. holy cr- like holy crap. Like, hey, you pull like pull up a picture of him. It's like you see Eggman, like and then you see like Sonic Sat A M Robotnik and how he speaks. Oh, Jim Cumming, you know, freaking nega duck baby. And uh Okay, when you say Sat AM, are you talking about the cartoon? Well, no, they're, they're both cartoons. Because I think Sat AM, because at the time there was two Sonic series. Sonic Sat AM, which happens every Saturday morning. And there's the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, yeah, the, the Adventures cartoon. is the one that was voiced by Steve Urkel. No, they were both voiced by Steve Urkel. Really? Yeah. He even did the, the, there was even a third one, Sonic Underground, which Steve Urkel voiced that one too. Oh, Steve Urkel okay. was Sonic, you know? I mean, it, yeah, like that's what blows a lot of people's minds is Steve Urkel was Sonic. 
see Rucker was Sonic. It's, you know, he, he was an excellent Sonic. You know, it, it sucks that uh, he he never came back to do another uh, Sonic uh, uh, voice. But uh, yeah, well, you know, if, if he if he's comfortable, he's comfortable. Yeah, that Robotnik's actually kind of terrifying. <laughs> dude, yeah. Like, look at the picture in the far right, dude. Like, damn. Oh, let me get to it. I don't have two monitors like Dead Man. Yeah, I know, right? We actually. Have to well, work that's a that's a deviant art right there. That's yeah, but honestly, it's actually yeah. pretty accurate. Like, yeah, dude, that one looks horrifying, though. Yeah, he's he's my personal favorite Robotnik because, like, this Robotnik looks like like, dude. If he has to get off his fucking uh, machine to whoop your ass, he will do it. <laughs> they look at this, they, dude. Dude, that is fucking robotic, in my opinion. Not this, <laughs> not that goofy uh, egg, you know, like that uh, goofy egg, you know, uh, uh, comedy, uh, you know, uh, uh, dumbass. No, no, this is my, this is my robotic right here. <laughs> and Jim Carrey managed to actually uh, equalize that. You know, for me, like it's a different way, it's a different type of character, but he equalized that for me, and I'm like, yeah. that is not easy for me. that is not easy, you know, uh, for me because so yeah, Jim Carrey, yeah, don't ever replace Jim Carrey. If robot, if Jim Carrey goes, Robotnik goes. You know, I, I'm freaking sorry, no, don't don't replace Jim Carrey. Yeah, for sure, and that's kind of what they were saying here too. Is uh, Jim Carrey is always a member of the Sonic family, and he'll always have a place in these movies and TV shows as long as he'd like to be around. We love him, and he's so special, and what he does with Robotnik is so incredible. We would love him as long as he would like to be there with us. But Jim Carrey, after doing Sonic 2, says, I have enough, I've done enough, and I am enough. Oh, God, come on. (laughs) Dang Dang it, Jim. And then... Mortis also added, I have a feeling, though, that he loves Robotnik so much that I don't think he'll be able to walk away from it. I hope so. I Well, he was, do. like, so natural as Robotnik. I'd only seen the first one, right? But the way he played Robotnik, just like an evil genius dickhead, was, like, so perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was surprised. Like, if Robotnik... He's like, I'm smarter born- than you. I'm better than you. I'm the only one that matters in this world. Yeah, me and me and my robots. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, because they never gave Robotnik an origin story in the Sega in the Sega games, and if he had one, I think this would be it. It, it literally makes sense. Really would fit for an origin story. You know? Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. And because uh, why else would he go after like Sonic and all the other worlds that Sonic has been to? To the extent that he has, other than he was humiliated by him. Yeah, exactly. Why he's the only human, at least originally, he was the only human in uh, Morbius. That's that's the world uh, Sonic comes from. I don't know, uh, but yeah, no, like why is he, he's the only human? Like, oh my, yeah, this is a perfect origin story. Like Sega, like I don't know why Sega, like, Sega has. I guess to consider all, all of us Baka Gaijin or whatever, but Sega always tried to hinder the Western side when it came to Sonic. They, they really did. Like the stories you know behind that is just insane. But Sega, look, even Nintendo adopted the Mario last name for the brothers. It was the only good thing out of that damn movie. Even Nintendo did, and they're anal about Mario. So if they could do that, make this Robotnik's proper origin story. It literally explains yes. so much and it makes sense. Why he hates this hedgehog with so so passionately? Why he's the only human in Mobius? Like, 
Sega, yeah. just, just, just let it happen, okay? Just, just, just let yeah. it happen. And it fits the character that Jim Carrey played so well. Because mm-hmm. literally, all you can tell that all he really wants to do is take Sonic apart. He wants to figure out what the hell this thing is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sonic and then you get little... shit like Robo Sonic, you know? Yeah, yeah, metal. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Sonic is a little anomaly. He has to know why mm-hmm. this hedgehog is so fast. How can you manipulate the chaos emeralds and the, you know, all, all the other crap? It's just... post credit scene. Yes. No. Oh, so they actually do have some brain cells working in that barbaric brain of theirs. <laughs> well, I remember the first one, the post credit scene, and all of a sudden you see the leaves move, and then it's tails. You know? No, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you know, just going into Sonic Two. So, you know, there you go. So, uh, according to Boneyard, uh, the movies are canon, according to Sega. Yeah, like I said, that's why I said. So they may have that's the smartest thing they've done. (laughs) Yeah, in in decades, literally. (laughs) Holy crap! Speaking of canon and well-written stories, our next article, DJ, would you like to take over this one? Uh, Don't mind if I do. Uh, yes. Oscar Isaac offers an update on Metal Gear Solid, which is still in development. Wow, I am surprised they're actually going to actually continue with it. I thought I thought I got scrapped. The last I heard about Metal Gear Solid was when uh, Uvi Bull actually tried <laughs> tried to bid to do the freaking film. I've seen so many fan made Metal Gear Solid movies, though. At this point, it's like they've kind of. They kind of got a lot to deal with. That's yeah, true. Modern gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. There's this one like Persian guy that like did an awesome like Metal Gear Solid 4 fan made movie. It was incredible. Mm. Oh, yeah. This franchise is a ha- this dude, this franchise is the following. If Konami had two brain cells, they would actually yeah. use it. Yeah, has a little bit of a following. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> enough said. Fox, That's baby. my that was my first tattoo right there. Yeah, Fox, fucking man. Metal Gear Solid shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm telling you, fucking freaking Konami, man. Like, I mean, I, I get it's Kojima, but dude, swallow your pride, okay? I mean, despite everything, he does get you know he does get shit done. You know, he will give you a product that that will sell if nothing else. Yeah. You know that's that's the only we we like I could possibly put up with him if he worked for me. It's like okay, you know what? You create the stuff, it works, it sells, whatever. <sighs> okay. It's been over a year since uh, Oscar Isaac was officially cast in, in director Jordan Vault Roberts' film ad- adaptation of the hit video game series game Metal Gear Solid. Robert, uh, Robert has been working on this film for years, since 2014, but it's been a while since we had an update. Hmm. Isaac has now offered a brief update letting fans know that the movie is still in development. In an interview with IGN, he explained that they are still searching for the right story and compared that search to climbing through the uh, through, climbing through air ducts like Solid <laughs> Snake. You can watch him comment on the project below. Look, look, look. It, this is not rocket science. Just do the first Metal Gear game. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, th- 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 this isn't rocket science. If you want to do uh, solid, like, and I know there's a lot of people's first Metal Gear. I, I get it. But 
the first you kind of have to understand get dropped into the jungle and you yeah. have to find outer heaven like that's that's the first one i played i didn't even know what yeah the yeah, no, yeah that's the one you know exactly yeah. like in, 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 that one's you really establish who snape is who big boss is yeah et cetera, et cetera. like yeah Metal Gear solid the uh, playstation game it's good but you have to know some stuff you do, you know, like you know, to, to, to truly grasp it. It's like he has a twin brother. Like, what the hell happened? Like, and, and, like I said, so the first Metal Gear, that's where you go for, or or Metal Gear Solid Three, Snake Eater. You know, start off with Big Boss's story. You know, straight up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to play it like in chronologic, like timeline order, yeah, it would be. Uh... Well, it would be Metal Gear Solid Three. Then it would be Peace Walker. Mm. Uh no, portable ops is before Peace Walker. That's right, portable ops. And Metal Gear Acid just kind of exists. I don't think that really fits anywhere in the timeline. Yeah. But I actually enjoyed that one for the PSP, the little card style fighting Metal Gear game. Yeah, well, it, it was interesting. Bad. It was something to, something to do time. Uh, I think Metal Gear Solid 5 would be next since it starts with Big Boss. You know, yeah. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah, it would be um Yeah, five, and then the first one. Yeah, see, it would be uh, the yeah. Phantom Pain and then Ground Zeroes. Yeah. No, it would be Ground well, Zeroes zero, then and Phantom then Pain. Phantom Pain, because that's why he has the shrapnel in his face. Yeah. And then it would go to, like, Metal Gear Solid. Metal, yeah, no, 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 Metal Gear 1, 2, then... Uh, then Solid. Yeah. yeah, then Solid. And then Sons of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And then Guns of the Patriots. Woo! Yes. We did it in less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. That's fucking teamwork. <laughs> Makes the dream work. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, the story of the original game follows Snake, a soldier who, in- who infiltrates a nuclear weapons facility to neutralize the terrorist threat from Foxhound, which is a and there you go again. Force- nuclear weapons. <laughs> when previously talking about the adaptation, he's going all over the place. The director said that he is shooting for an R rating. Oh wow! Good. Oh my goodness! The ever so present rated R is actually going to become a thing again. Maybe. Woo! Yeah. I mean, video game movies should probably be R rated, especially you know, if the rating more. for the game is ages seventeen and up. Like. Yeah, you would think. If the game's rated M for mature, it should probably also be rated R for mature audiences. Exactly. Let's see. He wants to bring the he wants to bring the full insanity of the game to the film. It's about doing it for a price so you can make the riskier balls to the wall Kojima sans version of it. Okay. The director also talked about a script that was written for the movie by Derek uh Conley. Saying he loves he he loves what he has. Even if I wasn't involved in this movie, I would read that script and say, "Holy shit!" It represents a different approach to a video game movie. It represents a different approach to how a three act structure is put on screen. Okay, hmm. so uh, so why aren't they just moving forward with the script? Why are they still searching for the right story? Maybe Isaac, maybe Isaac came on board. He wasn't. Uh, Maybe when Isaac came on board, he wasn't so enthusiastic about it. Roberts previously explained that he believes he figured out a way to make the story work on screen, saying, 
Holy think shit. about Metal Gear. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, the thing about Metal Gear is it's intentional sprawling and it's intentional dense. Okay, it's a super. E- it's, it, it's, it'd be super easy to do once one silver of it and do too much at once or do too much at once. Okay. And, and we spent the last little bit really trying to figure out to me the most Kojima, the most Kojima inspired way to tackle as much, as much as that story through a device that I think allows you to tap in how to put this without spoiling it. Regardless We've had a or we had a device that I think allows us to respect the the bre uh, the Bareth Bareth Breath Bread Breath I don't yeah. know oh. the franchise whatever <laughs> Maybe, like what the fuck ever respect sprawling nature of the uh, okay franchise respect respect the somewhat convoluted nature of the franchise at times <laughs> at times huh but to but to still show you the uh, the mirrors. What I mean by that is all those timelines fundamentally exist because they show the repetition of war throughout time. They show the repetition of the cycle of pain throughout time. So it's almost impossible to tell just one story now. You need the full uh, through line. Through line. Okay, yeah, through line of what this game is about. Okay, yeah. So basically say we're still working on it. Ugh. Oh, he shared concept art of the film, though. Okay, that's, that's something. That's I like concept art. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, that is not... Metal Gear Rex. Yeah, Rex. Was, yeah, Rex. Ray is the one that was all like streamlined and everything, but that's like yeah. Guns of the Patriot stuff. Yeah, the quote unquote oh, wow. anti-Metal Gear. I a guess lot of say. concept art right there. Hold on. Did he have more? N- no. Yeah, it's just Ray. I mean, no, so just Rex. Rex. It, it, Rex was fine. honestly, Rex was pretty cool. Like, if I could have a model of a Metal Gear sitting on my shelf, it would be Rex. Rex was pretty badass. I'm not gonna freaking lie. <sighs> honestly, I wouldn't mind a, a game set in the Metal Gear universe where we actually see like the full scale and war about these uh, Metal Gears in action. So just infiltrating, sabotaging them, and stuff like that. It's like this is a full war. Let's see what these Metal Gears can do in a full-blown battle scenario. Yes. Like Gundam, but with Metal Gear robots. Exactly. (laughs) You're straight up, you know? That's like, that was always one thing about the Metal Gear. So I was like, that, that, it was kind of annoying me. It's like, you know, you have these badass mechanized death robots. Yeah. You know, but we have to sabotage whatever. Like, yo, let's actually see these things in action. You know, like yeah, you, know, you go back to like the Cold War era Metal Gear. I forget off the top of my head what it's called right now, but it had like the corkscrews um, for feet, so it was like all terrain and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, the the, the Shagohoff, the Shagohoff. Yeah, yeah, some shit like that. It was some weird the Shagogosh or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was I think it. Too. I think it. The Shagohod. Yeah, sh- yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. Shackle, sorry, yeah, 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 something like that. Fucking Rex Beta, like <laughs> pretty, pretty but, much all, all the Metal Gear Beta, really. Yeah, like yeah. Metal Gear Beta. It's a, a, a land dwelling helicopter, like the launch nuclear, uh, the launch nuclear weapons mm-hmm. anywhere in the United States from anywhere in the Soviet Union. Makes sense. Sure, because you know. That's basically what they are. Basically, the Metal Gear is basically walking nuclear t- tanks. Basically, that fires nuclear weapons. 
<laughs> Literally. The original Nintendo Metal Gear was there. Was there a use for the cigarettes? Um, I think there was, but it's been so long since I played the game. I don't remember. I but... think it was for like walking through a laser room. Yeah, I think so. That's the thing about Metal Gear. Like every item has some kind of use. You just gotta find it. You have to find what that use is. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go, Boneyard saying to detect the lasers. Fuck, I wish I knew that twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Boneyard over there. In other words, they can't make the movie five hours long, and Kojima is angry. <laughs> like yo, Kojima, you could have your five hour, but it'll have to be like maybe like a, a trilogy or something. You know, like but, calm down. Okay, if you play the first Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation smoothly and watch all the cutscenes you can do it in about two hours that's the length of a movie that's true but the thing is you have to know exactly where to go and what to do the entire time which kind of ruins the entire like adventure of a movie when they call this but the, the irishman was three and a half hours long so movies being you know over three hours is not uncommon you know like uh, look at lord of the rings and the hobbit mm. <laughs> The extended sure. versions, not the theatrical crappy ones. <laughs> Everyone rags on those. I like the theatrical cuts, but well, I guess that's just me. Yeah. Oh, yes. The shaggy goth. <laughs> and there's an ad. Okay. The Flash. Ezra Miller arrest prompts emergency meeting over DCU future. After Ezra Miller was arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment, um, a new report says the Warner Brothers held an emergency meeting to discuss pausing Miller's future projects with the company. According to Rolling Stone, Warner Brothers and DC executives held an emergency meeting on March 30th to discuss Miller's future with the studio. While a discussion doesn't appear to have been formalized, one source says the consensus is to, quote, hit pause on any future projects involving Miller, including possible appearances in the DCU. Okay. Sucks, but it happens. I mean, people get arrested. You got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Should have done a background check. <laughs> got one word for you background check mm -hmm. oh all right miller's future at wb especially as part of the dc cinematic universe is being discussed during a strange time for the company the flash has drummed up a lot of excitement with its cast however the dcu is in a strange place as warner brothers appears to be releasing connected films like the flash and aquaman 2 alongside standalone films like the batman as of now the flash is still on track for its 2023 release date but there is no news yet of a potential sequel ign has reached out to wb miller uh, representatives for a comment <laughs> and that comment is not included in this article so i guess they're still waiting yeah womp, womp, womp. Mm, just more problems that DC has with their movies and shows and shit. Yeah, Warner Brothers, really, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, like they don't know what the hell they're doing over there. They're so like they're so disorganized. Yeah. Well. Oh no, an actor was arrested. Can't use him anymore. Morton Downey Jr. No, Iron Man Downey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, here's what you do. You just take all the cameras into visitation, mm 
and film a scene where they're in jail. And then you write around them until they're not in jail IRL and you're good to go. Disorderly conduct. What is that? Don't leave town until your fucking court date. Then you get the court date and pay a fine. Like it's disorderly conduct. Woo. Is that not just like a misdemeanor? I don't know. Let's talk about Jared Leto taking a shit. DJ, you want to take over this one? <laughs> oh, yes. Jared Leto strikes again. God, dude, this guy. <laughs> I mean, come on. Dude, like, seriously, I, I don't think he realized what he's doing. Like, he's not exactly like a well, like, high, super high AAA actor. You know, he's still establishing himself, but he's doing all this bullcrap. Uh, this guy is sabotaging himself, and I think he, I don't know, he might be too dumb to realize it. Jared Leto's method acting proce uh, process is including 45 minute bathroom breaks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How does a bathroom break last that long? Even my See, morning shits are like 15, 20 minutes. You know, maybe a trip from Taco Cabana, maybe? Something. You know, golly. Jared Leto is infamous for his wild method approach to acting, and that apparently didn't change much while shooting Morbius. Mm. And I thought he was a lot more, well, whatever. In a new interview with Up Rocks, <laughs> director, Dan, uh, Dan, uh, director Daniel confirmed the rumors that Leto's process included limping to the bathroom on crutches to stay in character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh did this guy actually pretend he was handicapped while in the bathroom when no one oh. could even oh my gosh this guy fucking method actors dude <laughs> and that's the thing like method act method acting is not bad as long as it's done right this guy this... like he's acting like he, he can't break kayfabe or something <sighs> like even pro wrestlers know <laughs> when to freaking dial it back, okay? Jeez. Ask oh. about rumors about... Yeah, okay, yeah. You know what? That's basically what it is. He's literally acting... Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm done with this. This, this, this guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we need to read much more than the first two sentences of the article, honestly. That's literally it. That's like... literally it. Oh. This guy is sabotaging his own career, and he's too stupid to realize it. Yeah, I mean, okay. Because if no one wants to work with you, you're going to have a hard time. Ask, ask Christian Bale after the whole Terminator uh, Salvation debacle. Yeah, Ew. Christian Bale does, does, does do work, does have work, but holy crap. Isn't that one of Dead Man's favorite Terminators? Just because it's Christian Bale? <laughs> I love picking on no. him. He's not here to defend no. himself. Well, I like so I, I personally like salvation. I think people crap on it, you know, like give it like too much uh you know, too much flack to tell the honest truth. But uh yeah, no, it's just one of those things. If people don't want to work with you, you <laughs> you're not gonna find much of it. And there's not really that much uh, alternatives. I mean, there's alternatives, but it's like one of those Yeah, you wanna make it going ah oh, fucking Leto, I swear. Okay, it's like if you go back say to the early 2000s and ask people if they know who 30 seconds to mars is you'd get a lot of people saying oh heck yeah 
Mm-hmm. And then if you go back to the early 2000s and ask people, hey, have you seen that movie Requiem for a Dream? They'd probably be like, the what now? What's it about? <laughs> this drug addict always like selling his grandma's TV and shit so he could buy drugs. Who's in it? That dude from 30 Seconds to Mars? That chick from the Labyrinth? No, I've never seen it. <laughs> so it's like maybe he should stick to music and being an IG model. Because he sure yeah. does love to post pictures without his shirt on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not going to lie, though. I'm jealous. That dude is fucking proper fit for his age, though. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's true. It's it, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, you know, God dang it. Why can't that be me? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, right. Because I love chicken nuggets and hamburgers, and there's nothing I could do about it. You know, it's a shade too. Like he, he got some goodwill from uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, cut, and yeah, let's piss on that. Oh well, whatever. Anyway, well, moving on. One it, of it, my actual favorite actors, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård has been cast in the lead for the latest reboot of The Crow. Hmm. Now the, that the latest one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on, dude. Oh, of course. There's so many the, epic, epic films. The and don't forget the TV on fucking like what was it sci-fi or some shit. Oh, so, so yeah, like that, that epic TV show that got everybody <laughs> raving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like vaguely, like almost like fever dream status. Remember the show of the crow. I didn't yeah, know I, what I was watching. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't know yeah. it was the crow until like the end credits. Like I saw one scene, like I, I it was the crow. And I think it was like in a warehouse talking to this chick, and then with the credits, it's like, oh, it's the crow. Yeah. That's the crow. Yeah, I, I I was changing channels, and I saw this dude with face paint talking to somebody in like a graveyard, and somebody tried to shoot him, and he did like. <laughs> And then I was like, what the hell is this? So I pulled up the TV guide and it said The Crow. I'm like, what? This isn't The Crow. <laughs> I know, right here. Yeah. You should do better. Yeah. You have so much to live for. Revenge is never the answer. That got me. That got me laughing my ass off. I was like, oh, I hope Dead Man sees this. I want him to hear that. The Crow. <laughs> The the living embodiment of vengeance or undead embodiment of vengeance itself saying vengeance is not the answer. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man. My favorite thing though that I will never forget from the first crow movie was his fucking joke when he walked into the fun boy's room. He's like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Stop me if you've heard this one. Jesus Christ walks into a bar. Hands the innkeeper three nails and says, can you put me up for the night? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Crow reboot has been in works for years and years. Yeah, it's been rebooted like 90,000 times. Mm -hmm. And now a new star and director have attached themselves to the project. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Bill Skarsgård, you might know as Pennywise, from the It reboot will star in a new take on the crow from director rupert sanders sanders has helmed various action films like snow white and the huntsman and ghost in the shell i don't know if this reboot's going to be that good though Mm. 
because one of those movies was actually good. Mm-hmm. And the other one was shite. <laughs> exactly. Okay, the journey to get the crow back on the big screen has been a long one. The first Crow movie based on a comic book by James O'Barr was released in 1994, but an onset accident led to the death of star Brandon Lee. Yes, because the Lee family is cursed. A sequel was released in 1996, Stairway to Heaven, along with two direct DVD sequels in 200. Wow, that was released a long time ago. And Mm -hmm. 2005. But a proper film reboot hasn't materialized since the 1990s. Yeah, the second one was Stairway to Heaven. The third one was what I think was also called Salvation. City, uh, City of something, I think. Yeah, City what? of Angels. City of Angels, probably. Yeah, and I, then yeah. and then the fourth one, I don't remember what it was called because I didn't even watch it. It was yeah. about some like Native American girl with blue eyes, I think. Sure. <laughs> Blade director Stephen <laughs> Norrington was attached to the reboot before departing. Corin Hardy was taped as director for the reboot in 2017 with Jason Momoa set to star. But this version, too, failed to materialize after both left the project. Yeah, thank goodness. Look, I mean, I got nothing against Jason Momoa personally, but no. Him as the crow, no. It's a little much. Yeah. It's a little much. Skarsgård and Sanders are the latest to tackle the reboot, and perhaps this time it will stick. After all, the Uncharted movie went through countless directors and stars before finally settling on Tom Holland and director Ruben Fleischer, who successfully brought Nathan Drake to the big screen in 2022. Okay, we know who the Crow is, but for those who don't, the Crow is a supernatural superhero who was resurrected after his death to take vengeance on criminals. So, yeah, make sure to check those guns this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was the, literally the end of the article. So if you don't know who the crow is, it was this. Okay. Oh, yes. But remember, vengeance is not the answer. So sayeth the crow. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we uh, just end it here or try to do like something of music? Because we're at the two-hour uh, mark now. All right. Let's breeze through the music, and then we'll run our uh, our promos. Let's go ahead and transition. I just like clicking the buttons. It makes me feel like I have power. All right. We're going to breeze through this. Here we go. And ka-chow. Now I need to flip over to this window over here because I have one monitor. It's a Rolling Stone article, but it appears I can read at least some of it. All right. Glenn Frey's son, Deacon, departs Eagles after filing in for filling in for late father. Okay, uh, Glenn Frey's son Deacon has left the Eagles after playing with the band as late father co-founder for the past four and a half years. The Eagles announced the decision April 6th. In a note on their website, Deacon Frey has devoted the past four and a half years to carrying on his father's legacy, and after some weeks of reflection, he now feels that it's time for him to forge his own path. We understand completely, and we support him in whatever he wishes to pursue in the years ahead. Okay, so Eagles founder's son Four and a half years, and his dad's band gets tired of it. Makes sense. No, oh, yeah. I mean, after all, I was like, you know what? People know now. So. And yeah, like honestly, any human being can only hear or play the song "Hotel California" so many times. Yeah, I love Hotel <laughs> California, but my god! And like, yeah, and when people like start like psychoanalyzing that song from from note one, yeah, <laughs> to the to the final string, I'm like, okay, I am tired. Shut the fuck up, people. Just enjoy the damn song. 
Yeah, the other day I was at karaoke and this one chick this one chick goes up there and it's her first song of the night, but it's like right before closing almost. And she goes, all right, guys, I hope you like this one. And everybody's quiet. And she goes, it's Hotel California. Everybody was still quiet. <laughs> and then she fucking mutilated it. Oh, like, I'm man. not a huge fan of the song, but I was sitting there like, look what they did to my boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got nothing left to give. It's like, yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. The younger Frey first filled in for his father when the Eagles returned to the stage in 2017, one year after Glenn Frey died in 2016. While Deacon continued to play with the band over the next several years, at the start of 22, when the Eagles resumed their Hotel California tour, uh, the group said in a since-deleted but widely reported Facebook note that he would be temporarily sidelined due to illness. No further info about his illness was given at the time, nor was it mentioned in the note about Deacon's departure. Okay, so there's that. So for you Eagles fans out there, Freya's son is no longer playing for the Eagles. Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And like I said, you know, good on him for I wanted to you know carry on for a little while, you know. You know, and his dad, but yeah, I mean, after a while, he's want to forge your own path. You don't want to be like you know, the yeah. guy just like why you want to live in the shadow of your father. You know, he played four and a half years with his dad's band. He made a name. He showed face. Mm -hmm. Do your thing, bud. Yeah, and he got experience now. It's like now I understand what to do with tours, what not yeah. to do with tours and business. Though, so, yeah, I mean, he got what yeah. he needs. So yeah, good. You know, good luck, mm -hmm. pal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I look forward to, you know, Deacon Frey music. I'll actually uh, follow on Amazon, see when he releases stuff. Mm -hmm. Next, bitch, I'm a cow. Here's how Doja Cat responded about her retirement from music at the Grammys. Okay, well, if she's retiring from music, that's fine. At least she's not going to sit there and then write a song about, I'm sorry, I'm rich, stop bothering me. You know? That's like half the songs these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, it's not typical for an artist with eight nominations to be asked on the Grammys red carpet about their plans to quit music. But then again, Doja Cat is not a typical musician. And she was asked such a question Sunday, April 3rd, ahead of the ceremony held at MGM Grand Garden Arena. Honestly, her TikToks are funny as hell. Like, she's got money. Mm -hmm. She's probably set. Enya does the same thing. Enya retired from music and lives in a fucking castle with her cats. And her millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> what more do you need? You know? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wish that was while, my wife. Uh, while speaking to entertainment tonight on the carpet, the subject of her retirement from music came up. You had Twitter ablaze. You had social media ablaze. You had our newsroom ablaze with the news that Doja Cat is quitting music, ET noted. That can't happen. It fucking can. You don't control other people's lives. Doja's expression froze briefly as she processed the question. A five-second long, uh, was all she gave in response before artfully changing the subject. We're here at the Grammy, she said. It's a great time, and I'm so happy to be here, and thank you guys so much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, what the you fuck? Fucking <laughs> evasion level 100, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, like, what the hell are you even talking about? What the freaking game is about wars? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she did, however, assure fans once again that she would indeed be fulfilling her duties as the weekend's tour guest. Right. You made a commitment. You stick to it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I get that. It's going to happen. She said, North America, I'm coming. 
Uh, if she would look dead into the camera and say, Grave Robber, I'm coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the planet her artist was also asked about her dream Grammy stage collaboration, which she immediately said is her say so guest Nicki Minaj. Well, everybody knows it's Nicki all the time. It's Nicki, she said. There's new artists, too, that I probably want to work with later. Doshi is another female rapper who is incredible. The 26-year-old rapper made headlines March 24th after declaring on Twitter that she was quitting music after people criticized her after the cancellation of her set at Paraguay's festival due to flooding. I don't give a fuck anymore. I fucking quit. I can't wait to fucking disappear. I don't need you to believe in me anymore, she wrote at the time. Everything is dead to me. Music is dead. I'm a fucking fool for ever thinking I was made for this fucking nightmare. Unfollow me. And there you go. When people think it is not stressful being a millionaire and just making music, there you go. Yeah, I get <laughs> it. You know, like you look at Bojack and all that stuff. I mean, I get it. But like I said, I, I can't have sympathy. I'm sorry. These people make millions of dollars. Like if uh, look, if you really stress, go to the Bahamas or something. You have the money. Go on vacation and take as long as you want or something. Yeah, you know, or, or just fucking quit. Who can, Honestly, it's your life. We, yeah, exactly. You, people you, are going to complain no matter what you do. Exactly. Like, like, you, you have the money. You can do yeah. whatever you want to at this point. Yeah. You sit at home, home and you, sit at home and make weird TikToks. Who cares? Yeah, like like literally after a certain point, you're only there because of you. Yeah. Oh, I gotta check the comment section. I left the buttons up. Uh, uh blah, 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 blah. what superpowers did the crow have? Well, he could heal almost instantaneously. He was basically a, he was basically indestructible and immortal as long as long as the crow was uh, still alive. That was yeah. literally his weakness. Yeah, you know, that one like creepy Asian goth chick <laughs> who totally has like Mama-san vibes figured that shit out. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. He was almost indestructible. Had minor psychic abilities. Yes, he could like do the Vulcan mind wave thing. Oh yeah, and, 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 and he had animal uh, communications. Don't forget in the sequel, he caused those crows to fly through his body at the at the mm. villain. Right, and also he could see through the eyes of the crow too. So he had like mm -hmm. a little like Odin power. Um, okay, what about Trump having a video to start a Kid Rock concert? Not, not political, just marketing. I mean, it sounds like marketing. It sounds like Kid Rock fans and Trump fans would probably be in similar groups, but we're not going to get into all that. Yeah, I haven't paid attention to anything from Kid Rock since maybe like 2004. But speaking of Doja Cat, she's still in the top 10. This is the last okay. thing we have for today, and then we do our promos. All right, Billboard charts number one. We have Heat Waves by Glass Animals. I don't think I've ever heard the song. Stay, the Kid Lowry and Justin Bieber has remained in position number two. Big Energy by Lado has moved up to number three, whereas Super Gremlin by Kodak Black has dropped to four. Enemy by Imagine Dragons has moved up to number five. Ghost by Justin Bieber moved down to number six. ABCDEFU by Gale has dropped to number seven. It's a good song, but it's time for it to start falling anyway. <laughs> we Don't Talk About Bruno, thank God, has dropped to number eight on the fucking Billboard charts. And he doesn't talk about you either. Exactly. Uh, That's What I Want by Lil Nas X has dropped down to number nine. And Doja Cat is still in the top ten with Woman at position number ten. Then the Bad Habits non-fitness Graham Pacer test version is number 11 on the Billboard charts. 
And that pretty much wraps up our articles for today. So let me open up the merch. All right, Deech, what do you want? Do you want Redbubble or do you want Patreon? Patreon. It's my own little corner of the pool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how he pulls up the... that cool little like menu maybe he just doesn't log in <laughs> i don't know how this works yeah it's cool but maybe i could just log out and then find vt network here's open and also you log is like this is our password for all to see right Oh, and I bet he has it in dark mode. That's why it looks so cool. Anyway. Well, you know, dead men in dark mode. I mean, that's standard. <laughs> Pretty standard. DJ, hit it. Oh, yes. Yes. Come to our Patreon to please support us. We are down a member, and he will not be missed, but we still can use his money. <laughs> you know, like, you know, this is usually cut three ways. Now it's just one half. We're getting some more money grave. That's right. At patreon.com forward slash VT Network, you could give us more money. That's right. You know, leave dead men none because that's all he deserves because he's a freaking dick. Oh, yes. For the $1 a month, you'll be at the first blood tier. That's the very first one to which you'll have access to a minute with DJ. That is me, to which I will talk about something random for about a minute or less, most likely less, but it's something you know you can enjoy. Or you'll be uh, privy to Mustard's Marine Mental Minute, to which he'll school you on the facts of life. Mustard? Oh, that's right, Mustard. Man, I miss Mustard. <laughs> He's been severance, dude. Yeah. We love you. We love you, Mustard. Yeah. You don't watch this anyway, do you? He probably doesn't. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Maybe. But I apologize. That is Grave Robbers Marine Mental Minute. You will also be a producer on every episode to which for $1 a month, you want to put that on your resume or whatever or have you. I produce the podcast. You can do that for $1 a month. $1 a month. You can do that legally. Yeah. So if you're trying to pick up that chick with the dreadlocks at Starbucks. Tell her you produce a podcast. Yeah. yeah. A good one? I produce a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but if that's not enough to float your boat, you want more and more. We know you always want more. For just $3 a month, you'll be upgraded to the UAV tier, to which you'll have access to all the previous niceties, as well as the post show that releases every Wednesday, to which we, which it is VTN uncensored. Yes, we even do the N word, neighbor. Yes. Oh yes. But if you have just two more George Washingtons to spare, if you want the, the deluxe package for five dollars a month, you'll be at the airstrike tier, to which you'll have all the previous as well as extra to the monthly movie roast. You will have your name right out loud at the end of every episode. You'll get stickers each month. And we be part of a giveaway every three months. We don't know how Dead Man's handling those stickers because he's been gone for freaking ever. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, just you know, saying, you know, just, just say it. So 
Okay, so you have a, a little insider information. I did hear down the grapevine that Dead Man has to melt down fresh horses to create the glue that goes on the back of the stickers. Oh yes, it's nothing a long process. Oh yeah, nothing but nothing but handmade freshness for our for our folks. Yeah. So if you just want the five, so if you just order the five dollars strictly for those stickers, and something happens, you blame Dead Man. That should be the target of your wrath, straight up. Being grave, he kidnapped us. We're just along for the ride. I mean, seriously. You know, That's <laughs> why we're here, but he's still monitoring from afar. I know, right? <laughs> like, a, like a freaking satellite bitch. Anyway. <laughs> at, at, so, yes, even if it's just one dollar, that's one dollar greatly appreciated for we desperately need it in these trying and uncertain times. That's patreon.com forward slash VT Network. I will say that again for you. That's patreon.com forward slash VT Network. Thank you all. Yes. And to address Mike Smith's question, where's Dead's working out stuff? Dead's working out stuff um, also based off of our, our season break that we're having is uh, it's coming. It just has not currently been updated. Yes. But it is coming. Yes. In, in other words, in translation, that is just another stone in the testament of failure that is Dead Man. <laughs> 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 anyway, also if you yeah, don't want more now that Dead Man's not around right now, because <laughs> honestly, I don't care about hitting that mute button. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm pretty much like a hey, let's just let it raw type thing. All right, but here's a cool thing: if you're not into that whole monthly subscription thing and actually getting you know like envelopes in your mailbox because you're tired of your neighbors thinking that you actually are somebody and receive um you know postal parcels you can just order you know one or two things as a one-time purchase uh from vtnetwork.redbubble.com we've got all kinds of shit this is one of my new favorite designs it's a quote from dead man says watch me give a fuck and not the all-seeing eye but it's always judging you um one of the cool things about this is you can customize what type of shirt you want to have it on or other types of media you know we'll get into that here in a minute uh so you know if purple's your color purple's your color get it and then watch me give a fuck okay we've got all kinds of things on here let's see stickers masks stickers let's see i don't know how he finds all the uh alternative media i think it's at the bottom I've only ever looked at this website on my phone. I apologize for this, guys. View this. Ah, there we go. Okay, cool. So we're going to go back to the Watch Me Give a Fuck. And we will show you what this design looks like on over 74 products. Okay, so available products include hats, mouse pads, long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts. We've even got no sleeve shirts for those people who either don't burn easily or have really high pride of their shoulders v-neck shirts we've got laptop skins we got phone cases we've got phone cases we've got phone cases we've got posters we've got postcards we've got wall tapestries we've got mouse pads we've got clocks which i think is perfect for the watch me give a fuck because then it's just stuck there on the wall judging you your guests your pets and the other family members and even spiritual entities that choose to enter your domicile we've got throw pillows I don't know what a floor pillow is, but that sounds awesome. Okay. 
Um, because now when you come home after a really long night of binging VT network while consuming ethyl alcohol, you can just lay down on the nice cool tiles of your floor on a VT network floor pillow. But not just throw pillows, we've also got throw blankets. So that way, if you're trying to cast net, I don't know, say that ghost that's been opening all the cabinets in your kitchen and you want to keep better track of it, throw the throw blanket over the top of it. Now it can't hide. Drawstring bags. We've got canvas bags. We got coffee mugs. We've got fucking scarves. So if you want to be fabulous, but also rep your favorite podcast, go to vtnetwork.redbubble.com and order a scarf. We got travel mugs. We got water bottles. Okay, zipper pouches, there's all kinds of stuff. Some designs are available on other medias that aren't available for this particular design, but this is the one I chose to single out. Um, we've got really cool things like acrylic cubes with the design behind it. Keep that on your desk at work, so that way if someone you know starts pissing you off at work and saying, oh, I don't think you're doing that job just right, instead of saying, watch me give a fuck, you can throw an acrylic cube that contains the phrase, watch me give a fuck directly at them not recommended or endorsed by vt network but it is a possibility also if you wanted to reach out to us you can find us on instagram at vt network number two you can find us on twitter at vt network number two facebook vt network numero dos and you can email us. Uh, we've got one loyal listener and fan that definitely emails us, and we greatly appreciate the attention because sometimes we feel lonely. And that is vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. If you ever want to be in the show or anything like that, hit us up. Send us an email, vtnetwork84 at gmail.com, or send us a DM on any of our socials, vtnetwork2, number two, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, a caveat that Deadman was hoping I forgot for the Red Bubble. If you order $7 or more worth of items from Redbubble, send us a screenshot of your receipt to our email, vtnetwork84 at gmail.com, and also a link to a video that you can use that you think is just gross enough to make Dead Man puke on camera. But with that being said, we're going to shut everything down and head to the post show. Say good night, DJ. Good night, DJ.